my Checkmate Studios production. All right, and welcome to week four. It's in the books. Hi, Fantasy Rose Bowl coming at you. Like it or not. <laughs> I'm your host, Kevin Bishop. And I'm Riley Hale. And we're here to bring you the tea, the sauce, the points, the bullshit, the balls, the name calling, the roses. Nah, there wasn't name calling this episode, but there was some backstabbery. Let's see. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, lots of it though. I'll be honest. I kind of, I kind of zoned out a few times during this episode. I don't think it was the most compelling they've ever made. It was pretty reaching as far as drama goes. Yeah, I feel like they, uh, yeah, they didn't have a whole lot to go on. I feel like it was one of those where it's really manufactured. Yeah, like they were looking for stuff for sure, for sure. And I think that even down to the picks were pretty easy to see as far as who was getting roses. That you know, production was a was a really heavy influence in that. Oh, our kitty wants to be a part of the podcast. <laughs> he is very excited. This is adorable. It'll have to go on our Instagram. He is only tall enough to get to the top of the table. That's pretty good for a cat. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's, a, he's a big fat boy. Mm-hmm. So, jumping right into it, right at the beginning of the episode, they find out they're not going on a date because they're going to the Bahamas. Uh-huh, and those bitches just lose it. And Jesse Palmer is like, get out of here. You got an hour. Hurry up. And they're all like, ah. ah. <laughs> Who the fuck really only gets an hour to go pack? But you saw them throwing items like it was a fucking market in Beirut. <laughs> But um, yes. And I mean, beautiful place. Dim some lucky bitches. Bahamar. I'm so jealous. That shit looked incredible. I mean, when they were showing the little the uh, like the aerial views of it, I don't know if you could hear the TV over the sound of my erection growing so rapidly. <laughs> I could not. I wanted to. I, I mean, that that looks. That's they go to some pretty cool places, but usually they go like overseas and stuff. Right. Uh, I thought that it was pretty interesting that they went to just such a resort. Yeah. Um, they don't usually. I guess maybe they do, but it didn't make it seem like that. Right. Um, so, to start off the episode, also, we got Shower Zach <laughs> trying to make sure all the ladies at home know he's a snatchler. Listen, I personally was not, you know, I, I just, I was complaining about, like, I'm like oh, I don't want to said- see his armpits and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, I don't know. Like, can we just not? And, and then my my personal Kevin Bishop was all into it he was like how dare you complain about zach showering no no i'm <laughs> saying normal people like to look at hot people he's arguably hot because he was made the bachelor so you gotta throw some thirst to the people at home arguably though yeah well you don't like the four shower scenes which i don't feel like they're fully naked through anyway and i'm just saying throw some thirst to the ladies at home some people flick their bean to the armpits. Some people stroke their meat to the armpits. We know this is what happens. Meaty armpits. Meeting armpits? Meaty. Meaty armpits. So you're saying he has meaty armpits? No. What? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I, I got to get for the record here. Did you just say he has meaty armpits? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Is them T-bone steak armpits? <laughs> no, it's more like like some like some ribeye, but some robeye. Yes, ribeye. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Rats I, lay eggs. I'm not 100 percent sure how many bong rips were taken before this recording. 
but anyway, so I said the snatchler, and I, I realized I misspoke. It's supposed to be the snackler. Uh, I, I fucked it up. So wah, 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 wah. though, they get to the first date pretty quick, and I'm going to say that uh, Catherine is no longer Catherine. She's now Cat. Yeah, they, they were like, all right, look. We have a cat. She's gone. No, so we had a cat. Yes. So now Catherine's do you cat. Wanna, do you want to be cat now? And she was like, I want to be cat. Oh my goodness, I'm always cat. <laughs> so uh, we're going to give her the aptly named uh, voice of our cat now. Who's, oh my goodness, I'm cat. <laughs> Hi, I'm cat. You're awesome. Why are you going to do it with Zachary? That sounds awesome. Zachary, <laughs> awesome. Alrighty, so moving off the dumb animal voices, they go to a pretty neat, um, pretty neat date. I gotta say, hanging out on a boat, just getting to swim, go snorkeling. Uh, that's a that's a pretty solid date. They I were mean, like shaking their asses. Well, I feel like you actually get some one on one time. It's yeah. not it's not like those where you can't hear each other in the helicopter, where you can't really talk to each other while you're riding four wheelers. While they're really fun activities, you don't get a lot of one on one time. I feel like that was a lot of one on one time. Obviously, you can't talk when you're underwater. But that's, I mean, you also can't hold your breath for that long underwater either. And we saw that they didn't have tanks and they were below that little 12 inch snorkel tube. So, yeah, yeah. I think that they didn't really have the same accessibility to certain types of dates, just being at the mansion and then traveling new place, like gives you more opportunities for different types of dates like that too like the boat date and then all that you know that's Mm -hmm. something that i think the bahamas specifically that was that was a nice little perk yeah and so i did think it was kind of funny when they were lathering up on the suntan (laughs) at the beginning of the date um they were like are you spf in me are you spf in with me right now homie <laughs> he was like you know spf me in the a am i you hear me like you know what i'm saying oh, yeah this is a commercial for tush kush <laughs> anal lube no I, I did think that was a pretty fun date though she he did say that she was model hot to him yeah i mean they look I think they're a good-looking couple together. I, I think she's a person who I did not think looked as good in her picture. Mm-hmm. She definitely looks better in person to me. And she's she seems nice. She seems pretty down-to-earth. I'm a, I'm a cat person. Yeah, I think she's a little light on the charisma side of things. But I think there is more of a charm that you get. I think there's something that's kind of appealing with that with the show, too. I think... There's plenty of contestants who can be overeager, and she seems to be realistic, which Zach also seems pretty squishy as far as squashing drama goes. True. Katie started that trend, I felt like. real Well, and actually, James, Mike James. Just getting rid of that shit, no questions asked. Well, I mean, he, uh, as terrible as his season was, I thought that... Thank you he for did sharing a really, that with me. <laughs> he did a really good job of saying this has to be a safe place for people. Yeah. And kind of, I think, really standing by that in a pretty healthy way. But he also had some more troublemakers on, on his season. True. Um, with Zach, I, I feel like... You're getting more of this trope where they have to be so PC and woke and, oh, it's going to be a safe space. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't see it as as genuine as maybe it should be. Yeah. I don't think people are as altruistic and whatnot. So that being the case, she is a nervous girl. I thought they got to connect pretty well when mm-hmm. she opened up. It was sweet. And you know he so she, he likes her a lot. She she gives him butterflies. It seems like he gives her butterflies. All you know, good things. He made the corniest fucking reference at the end of their date. It's like two meteors perfectly colliding <laughs> and making a star. That was pretty bad. <laughs> well, uh. I could personally <laughs> definitely see her in the top eight. Oh, I mean, she got the fireworks tonight, so I think I think you're onto something there. Yes. She does move ahead with a rose, so Riley that also smart. gave one point to Riley. Yeah. You're really smart. Then we get some immediate glimpses through the fireworks, through yeah. the date rose being announced. Anastasia is pretty much in her head. Uh, and we're not going to jump, I guess, too far because it really collides into some other shit. Right. But Kylie uh, voices some of her own, what do you call it, neuroses going on. And she, Goes we're wondering, is she going to be the nuke? Right. As you as you so described, what, what exactly is a nuke again? All right. So... So Brianna, for example, Brianna, I would consider a nuke. So a nuke would be a person who knows that they have a connection that might be lacking or is pretty certain that they will be going home that week. Instead of just getting eliminated at the rose ceremony with no drama, they pick a person and decide to take that person out with them. So they will usually tattle or create some type of scenario some drama right so that way that person is also insured to be sent home at at the same times essentially or at that week's rose ceremony so they themselves know they're going home and they are like with me <laughs> but it seems like a lot of times they're trying to it's like a last ditch effort to try and save themselves yeah you know i think i want to say it was tajwan but i'm not a hundred percent sure and i want to say it was colton season and i'm pretty sure about that but it was definitely a girl named nicole got taken out and she was like kind of quieter kind of more mild-mannered and like the other girl just knew she was going home and she just kind of picked her to take she picked Tajwan. Yeah, basically, oh. no, Tajwan picked Nicole. Oh, okay. basically, got it. And I want—I'm not a hundred percent sure it's Tajwan, but for some reason that sticks out in my head. See, I think of Marie. So yeah, when I think about it, I think of Mara trying to take out Sarah on Clayton season. Yeah, you're a hundred percent right. That's the exact example of a nuke. Knew she was going home kind of jealous of this girl i think mara was like one of the oldest on the season sarah was like oh, one mara of the youngest was the oldest on the season yeah and i think sarah was the youngest so yeah um, she, she was saying, also just saw their connection like clayton and sarah were definitely like they were vibing yeah that and was mara a whole weird nothing. scenario yeah yeah and eventually i think more came to it and i think that did end up affecting sarah and clayton's relationship it too. did i feel like i feel like when you have such a short intense time with people the littlest bit of detraction just does so much yeah you would have had to have been head over heels like dale and claire Ew. and i'm well, i should have said it's claire and uh. claire to dale um <laughs> uh, he was like girl i just want some instagram followers and she was like make me pregnant 
Please, you showed up for me. I need your semen to show in for me. He was like, get me out of here. Yeah, really. That whole, like, it's time to propose. And he was like, I've known you for, like, three weeks. Fuck, fuck. I didn't sign up for this. That was awkward as shit. Absolutely. So that's what I see a nuke as. So now we've got to define. It also brings me back to thinking about now how Kylie has acted because nothing came up to scare Kylie. But she decides to all of a sudden basically drop a grenade to eliminate Anastasia here. And there was no reason to. She didn't have a scare of her own. She didn't have a dwindling effect happening for herself. Anyway, obviously, she wasn't chosen for a one-on-one, but at the same time, what what do you think possessed her to do that? Well, interesting stuff to me about the situation, first of all, was that Anastasia really didn't seem to have this big significant connection with him. She doesn't seem to necessarily be a front runner. She's not like... She seemed in a confident middle. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, not a person that tends to stick out one way or the other. And I I think Kylie picking Anastasia to kind of latch on to as far as creating a situation with drama and maybe trying to get points with Zach or whatever motive. I just don't understand. I don't understand why, uh, to be honest. I think that... She felt like this was so significant she had to bring it to Zach as far as the Instagram followers and all that stuff goes. She also didn't hear that from her firsthand. Yeah, apparently. so she totally picked it out of something she had in an arsenal she'd been waiting to use. Yeah, and I know you just you really don't talk about Instagram followers on the show, but in whatever way it was brought up. It sounds like she was talking about her job. Like yeah. her job is connecting companies and basically being social marketing. As you know, I know I'm sitting here with my fiance, but as good looking mm. as Anastasia is, I could see her being just an influencer type job or having some front facing receptionist shit where she takes care of marketing. I'm not, I don't know what her job is, but at the same time, I don't, from the way she made it sound, it sounds like that's what she does. She's marketed that for herself. And I can totally believe that. For those who can't see what's going on because we don't have video, I'm just getting a scowl. I didn't know you loved her. I don't. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm glad she got sent home. Oh, dear God. So we were going to have a recording, and now we're just going to have a weirdness. Anyway, the whole interaction with the two of them was Kylie comes up to Anastasia's time with Zach and says, can I steal him? And she just goes, can I get a couple minutes? Now, we've seen this happen a bunch of times before. We've seen it where they want just a little bit longer. And a lot of times it is where some drama will spark. But we've also seen it where it's been successful, right? Sometimes they like the attention. Yes. But, I mean, we've seen where they, they get the extra couple minutes and they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And they'll kind of circle back. They come back in a couple minutes. We've seen some that were greedy. They get him one chance and they're like, oh, just a couple more minutes. And they're like, no, no, now I need to take him. And that, that to me is kind of understandable. They There's different levels of confrontation. It's one thing to just ask. It's another to... Have someone say, um, or no, and then still push for it. Yeah. So I thought that was a kind of a weak reason to even start this little battle, but I just thought it was hilarious. Like, I'm not going to fight you for this. And now where I will blame Anastasia for this is it sounded like she did put out there that she anticipated some sort of physical altercation over this, Mm. which is total bullshit. To me, that's like Christina saying, and I hate you. 
for getting the pretty America's similar, Rose. pretty comparable situation. There's absolutely no reasonable way to connect those two thoughts. Right. Out of context, completely you know, exaggerated as far as what they really meant. Yeah, I just think it's bullshit. It was kind of funny because it turned into this whole, I'm not going to fight you, to where, bitch, it's own. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> and that's kind of, it didn't get physical, but at the same time, it got pretty serious to where Anastasia gets sent home. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Anastasia does get sent home, but that's not even until the cocktail party. To finish up the group date, Rose, when everything kind of went sideways, Ariel went to Zach's side and tried to be the voice of reason. Again, I get a big George Clooney vibe from her. <laughs> I do. Something about the look, something about the poise, the confidence. It just, I feel like if I'm having a bad day, I don't need the shoulder to cry on. I need that little... Here's some reasonable, sound advice. Pick yourself back up and let's get back out there. I think that's the girl. That's what she says. Like, in a, that's what she gets you. Okay, okay. Happy to have her on my team, and she gets two points for the group date, Rose. Enjoy. Because, because remember, you're one-on-one. You're pretty much either staying, so you get a Rose. So I would just give you basically a consolation point. But if you're on the group date, those are the more competitive roses. You got to stand out. You've got beating competition. Beating other ladies. Yeah, you beating out the mother bitches. Bitches. So that ended the group date, and to start on the next one-on-one, it was Brooklyn's turn. Now, Brooklyn. I was surprised this was going to be Brooklyn because we didn't know that they were going to go to the Bahamas, and we get that little uh, sneak peek. Snip it, sneak it. That little sneak it. Uh, the little sneak peek through the advertising of her roping a bull and it doesn't seem like it was from the first night it seems like she's actually roping a real bull so for a down and out country rodeo it doesn't seem like that was going to be the bahamas and then now we get to watch the date and they just go four-wheeling yep. kind of a fun date but at the same time does that mean that she gets to hometowns to me that would make sense because there is this week that just occurred and left us with 11 people the week after that we'll be down to eight after that, it's hometowns. So, so it goes 8 to 4? They cut it goes 50%. 11 to 8 to 4. Jesus. That's you, yeah, unless it does something outside the norm, which I it was some like seasons a, a do. This one's six. been a very traditional season as far as procedures go. See, um, rose said, ceremonies at the end of episodes, no carryover. Like, I'm glad they're back More to structured, that. yeah. I feel like I, I, I don't know what it was about... The exact structure. I know the part of it started with some really good cliffhangers. But then again, I think the fact that they did it for like three seasons in a row was more frustrating to the audience. I I, I hope that's where it came from. And that's why they've gone back to giving us a damn ceremony at the end of the episode. Yeah, that really began during COVID. And I think it coincided with Chris Harrison leaving. That, you know, row ceremonies would be at the beginning or... You know, half an hour into the episodes or something like that instead of at the end wrapped up, you know. And I think certain things like Claire's season also transitioning into Tasha's season, that probably affect, affected the production plan and that also affected just the amount of time, everything really. So it does in some way make sense that that season had that happen, but it just seems like that habit stuck. But this season, that's changed back to kind of how it was, which I like. I like gross ceremonies at the end of episodes. I hate waiting. It drives me crazy. Well, it's just, and I think it's stupid too. They're two-hour episodes. Right. As much, And I, I do think that some of those episodes 
during those other seasons. They had some good drama, but Jesus Christ, you got two fucking hours. <laughs> Just I mean, give me the goods. It's yeah. When we think about the type of drama that it is, I as much as we're doing a fucking podcast about it, <laughs> goddamn, there's only but so much good drama that actually exists to give us two hours worth. You stop giving us the bird flying across the water and the fucking leave blowing in the wind before every damn right. scene. Just go ahead and cut to the juice and let us fucking figure out what we want to do. Inject that shit in my veins. Uh, Brooklyn's date was actually really cool going on four-wheelers. Again, they seem to really bond and have fun with that type of date. Definitely. It was a very outdoorsy date. Yeah, they had a good time, had fun, and like he just seems about that. He just seems like he really wants a person that he can just enjoy his time with, do fun stuff like that, and yeah, so it's good. Good, yeah. good, good. The highlight of that date seemed to be the discussion about domestic violence. <laughs> A laugh track for that. <laughs> All righty. And on our way to get canceled. Uh, no, it was weird that we saw the pop-up before the scene started that this may be a trigger because they talk about domestic violence. First off, I know there are a ton of people that have suffered from some sort of abuse at home in a past relationship. I myself have had to deal with issues from a toxic relationship that I was involved in where there were abuse factors towards me. But at the same time, I don't know. Are you? Is everyone that much of a pussy you need a fucking trigger warning before a scene where they mention it? It's not like they showed pictures of her getting her ass beat. I mean, that would be god-awful, and I'm sorry she went through it. But do we need a trigger warning for that? Production seems to be very much making an effort to be in tune with things surrounding race, gender, modern, like, social politics as far as, like... I guess that's my question is the social politics. Is that really something we're... Trigger warnings are considered on on anything that could be graphic or unpleasant or negative to a degree. I think they are considered a good thing. They aren't going to get you canceled if you don't provide them or anything like that. But I think they are something that more people that appreciate that nowadays. I just say, yeah, it's one of those things that I don't really, it's not that I disagree with it because it really doesn't hurt anything. It's just one of those that like, really, why? Right. Anyway, moving on, you know, if, if it's, if, if you're bothered by it, you know, and you want, you like these warnings, let us know. Kevin Bishop podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me at checkmate Kevin B on Twitter. You can and find Riley at Rybaru on Twitter. R-Y-B-A-R-U, Rybaru. <laughs> Rybaru. Fun fact, my Rybaru got broken into. And she does mean Subaru for those of you who might not have put that together yet. <laughs> yeah. So a homeless person, likely, <laughs> decided to push in her passenger side rear window. Not the not the station wagon hatch type door, just the back seat door. Yep. And then placed the broken window on the driver's side of the back seat. In one piece. <laughs> Uh, almost, yeah. It was a shattered mess. I think if there wasn't tint, it wouldn't necessarily have held together like yeah. that. But uh, yeah, so that tint acted like some tape <laughs> and kept all the broken pieces together for the most part. Vacuuming out that mess was not nearly as bad as vacuuming out my car that uh, years ago didn't have any tint on the driver's side door window. And that got busted. And that literally 
We still find glass today. Wow. I mean, it, it breaks into a million fucking pieces. It's so you don't get any big shards that will, like, slice your throat open. Still. Is the whole point. Pierce your butt cheek. But it does. It busts in, like, a really small fragmented fashion. Yeah. Which, again, is so fucking hard to find. Right. uh, All the pieces for. So, yeah, fuck that dude. Fuck his life. I hope he gets what's coming to him. He took my Michael Kors purse, and you know what the cop said? Sorry about your purse. At least it wasn't a Louis Vuitton. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so back to the domestic violence conversation. It did seem very well received. I thought Zach acted appropriately, like a normal human, I mean. Yeah, for sure. He didn't seem to give us any stupid fucking response that makes us think, oh, oh my God, who the fuck is this guy? Right. She didn't seem to really ham it up or play it over the top. She was emotional, but it seemed like it was justified. It seemed like it was reasonable. It was good. Uh, Well, not good, but part of the not good of that date is right after the conversation about domestic violence, Zach goes, you surprise me every time in the best way possible. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? It was bad. It was, that had to be one of the most poorly worded responses to come out after a story like that. I just don't know what inspired that. Like maybe it was poor editing. I'm going to hope. No, I really think that it's the, it's good. (laughs) It's good morning, Balin. Good think, morning, Ben. I think he has no idea what to say sometimes and just goes with something that's closest to a platitude and just a simple greeting as he possibly fucking can. Good morning. I'm well. Would you like extra bacon with that? And to you also, sir. It just walks on. You <laughs> yeah. know, God, that was terrible. <laughs> I really... Moving on from there, she did give us one of those ultimate lines that we love to hear so much. Honestly... Never felt like this before. Like, ever. <laughs> I wasn't going to joke on her being such a valley girl. But, you know, it's one of those things that I'm here to find love. And rainbows. Yeah, and it's just so much fun to pick on. Because we know that they basically say, I'm going to need you to say this as happy or as sad as or optimistic as possible. These bitches just got their fingers crossed for a bip or bachelorette. <laughs> Or some seriously lucrative Instagram companies. Yeah, to be able to quit your job and be an influencer, basically. Yeah, I like how like you know you see you see some good ones, but like you know uh, since I just had to look it up recently, you know you see a lot of real estate agents, you see a lot of uh, bartenders, but then you know then you get someone that are wealth management advisors and shit like that. Sally from that same season is her her whole her occupation. Where it usually says that, it says, previously engaged. <laughs> what? No wonder she's so hung up on a fucking ex. That's <laughs> that her life, that's her life source. Well, yeah, I think that they, she does, like, I think work for him or with him or something. Like, they do work together in some capacity. Yeah. That was a thing. I mean, you've got, we've had Olympians, we've had professional ball players, we've had personal mm-hmm. trainers, we've had business owners, we've had salespeople. We get a lot of careers, and then we just do just get these, like, I'm a hostess. And it's like, yeah, you afford an apartment in New York? A retired hostess. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, my God. Wasn't that one of them? Retired hostess? That was on Married to Millions. Oh, my God. That was so fucking funny. Retired hostess. (laughs) Love that. That's my favorite. She's like 22. That's my favorite profession ever. Just say heiress or whore, whichever (laughs) one fits. (laughs) Horus. So... The cocktail party starts, and of course, it starts off back with the drama between Anastasia and Kylie, and 
spice. Anastasia gets brought upstairs. Immediately. They talk it out. She goes from saying, this is what I said. It didn't have any context like that. I was being very transparent. It seemed like an honest girl-to-girl conversation mm-hmm. about probably what she does for a living. And she just kind of brought up some metrics about the show because these are technically metrics that are going to affect all of them. True. But it seemed like she was using that as point of leverage for what she does for work in that context. So taken out of context, I do think it's a little rough that she got the uh, boot on the ass. The boot. True the door. Yeah, I bet you are mad about it. Not, no, I just mm-hmm. don't like the way it went down. Yeah. But uh, I don't think she was going to win it anyway. But she was on my team, so I needed as many solid weeks as I could. And this just made us fucking equalize basically this week. We'll get to the mm-hmm. points here shortly. I bet you were hoping she'd end up single. No, I said I thought she mm-hmm. wouldn't wind up engaged. That's anyway. So, uh-huh. Anastasia, bye. Kylie, cry. <laughs> Kylie. Kylie pulled those fucking crocodile tears acting like she was so upset that she got sent home. I would, never want to, I would never want to do anything that gets anyone else sent home. That bitch, that's literally what you were trying to fucking do. <laughs> fucking clown. Lame. Yeah. I just, I can't really get behind her because I thought that was just so damn transparent as far as how she was lying. Yeah. I thought Kylie, was, you know, seemed fun. I thought, you know, I didn't have any problems with her and... All of a sudden, she's just kind of creating problems and just bad vibes. Yeah. So, Instagram kiss of death is what she's delivered for Anastasia. So, Anastasia goes home. Bye-bye. Now, then they start going through the drama of everyone else. And, of course, this I thought was a little surprising. Now, we're starting to see the favoritism. Now, we're starting to see people that already have roses getting that one-on-one time at the ro- at the uh, cocktail party. And the other one's having complete emotional breakdowns. Yep. So, Gabby seemed to be holding it together pretty well. Mm-hmm. Charity was the first one picked after Anastasia gets sent home. Yeah, you could tell that was positive. Yeah, and they seemed to, which I thought was a little surprising because, you know, he does, he is aware that Charity was part of the gossip train that led to that. But he seems to really enjoy his time with Charity. I still think it's friend zone, but we'll find out. In a way, I was, I was wondering if she wouldn't get a... One-on-one this week. I believe she got a group date rose last week. She did. She's yeah. been she's been like that, I'd say the heightened solid middle. I just still, for some reason, based on what we may or may not have seen a Final Four mm-hmm. type contestants and the, the drama therein, where she falls, I don't, I feel like I didn't see an African-American contestant that looks like it's that late in the season or that at those moments. So I don't know if she's going to stick around or not. Um, I it's like I we were picking out the blonde I could girls. see her getting to top eight and maybe top four. I could um, see definitely top eight. I'm, yeah, I find it. That's where I don't know if she'll make it. Basically, right. past the top eight cut. Yeah, if they go down to six, which they did before on certain seasons, mm-hmm. I could see her sticking for being number six. Yeah, Davia, Davia starts losing her fucking mind. <laughs> I mean, and I, and I kind of got it. But this is the part where it really almost pisses me off is that she goes to him and she says that she doesn't, you know, she's worried about what their standing is, yada, yada, yada. He gives her reassurance. Yeah, and he kind of says, well, he says you're awesome. And he kisses her and they're like. Mm. Yeah, but he basically told her to hang on. And this is what I did like about Mike James is if he ever got called out, he took them right home. True. He wouldn't 
wait it out and just do it at the rose ceremony. Yeah, and Clayton, I think, actually did that, except for his major fuck-up botching <laughs> the whole damn thing at the end. Ignorance. But before that, it was like, yeah, you're right, I don't really see this going anywhere, and walks them out. I mean, hell, Mike James did that with the deaf girl. Um, Abigail. Abigail. Abigail was dope. I, I really did not... She, Of course, she had to fall for that absolute child. <laughs> no, they're get. still together, though, you know? Oh, they did get out together. Mm-hmm. That's right. You did know that. Yeah, I'm smart. I just still, I thought it was a little interesting. I thought it was a little telling. I thought it was actually kind of telling us to that whole little mix up. I couldn't tell if that was 100% for the drama or if they really were just both that immature at the time. Because I, was, I gauged her to be like, higher, like better, better mentally than him at I, that point. I think part of it was just a huge miscommunication between them that just. They let it snowball. Yeah. And I think also. In those situations, at times, you don't realize necessarily how you feel until after. Yeah, it was like you don't know what you got till it's gone. Right. And plus, you just sat on a, like, God, for them? Because they were there from day one to the end? Mm-hmm. Immediately. What was that, two months? Two, two, three months, I believe. Yeah, yeah I mean, of ten hanging weeks, out with the same person. So, I guess that's, a, if it's ten weeks, that's two and a half months, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was already, lot. like, obsessed with you at that point. But... You just went from like, you and they didn't press a lot of the issues. It seemed like they just hung out. Mm-hmm. You've also just spent two and a half months hanging out with a stranger. I may not be ready to get engaged to you, but I can tell you I'm going to need some fucking me time. I'm going to get back to my own bedroom, not talk to you, get back to life for a second. Like, I'm not, I probably could not deal with the bubble in a successful way. I mean, I would get infatuated. Every little thing would become a, a ridiculous point of contention but i think that at the end of it i'm just gonna want some fucking me time no you know when you when you think Play about forever me. yeah we like you've had me in this bubble and then you want me to commit to forever I, I it doesn't surprise me that these relationships oftentimes don't last and it's not to yeah. undermine the i whole guess show it's just a huge jerk out of your comfort zone to get into this rhythm spend all this time together and then be out of it and you're just released need some back time to recharge and and then you know inevitably one or the other is going to potentially get a sense where they just go why aren't they talking we used to talk all the time like what's like, going on because i have done nothing else that you haven't <laughs> seen or been a part of and it's week six now i've got nothing else to talk to you about so, you know, Davia gets in her head, doesn't get sent home right then, has to go to the rose ceremony. And then you're looking at it and you got Anastasia that been sent home. You have Genevieve standing there. You have Davia standing there. And then you have Kylie. Kylie's the drama maker, the uh-huh. fire starter, if you will. Weeping. And, of course, Riley and I tried to have a side bet before, see if we get some points. Take a little Betsy. Take a little Betsy Betsy off the side post. Mm-hmm. And essentially guess who was going to stay now i thought because i like zach so far anyway (laughs) that he was going to pick genevieve genevieve was quiet they didn't have her on the whole bunch of interviews she seems quietly confident i thought there's nothing wrong with her right he seems to enjoy his time with her just fine she'll get the rose davia goes home because it's there's a weak connection and kylie goes home because she's a snitch (laughs) I picked Davia. I just thought that... I thought that was a stupid pick. I'm kidding. (laughs) But with their conversation, I just assumed that he liked her enough to keep her around. 
It kind of seemed like that. I just didn't buy it. Yeah. That was part of my problem with him keeping her around was I didn't even buy it when he said it. Yeah, fair enough. Now, of course, she's the one in the relationship with the feelings attached. I don't blame her for not just going like, all right, I'm just going to leave now. But I do think it was a little shitty to make her hold on to the rose ceremony. And he keeps Kylie. Fuck. Ew. Really? I don't Neither of us get a point. And why? Like, I mean, <laughs> disappointment. Big disappointment. I'm just so not amused with her yeah like i just really don't there's no there's no point of endearment left for her for me she just seems very self-involved i don't i don't really see a big connection with her and zach either it just i don't, I don't know why she's here yeah well, i'd kick her out yeah bye so that brings us to the points boy howdy once again <laughs> once again Rye is kicking my ass. Ow, ow, ow. So this time she had two people go home from her team. I only had the one person go home from my team. She lost Davia and Genevieve. I lost Anastasia. So she did get in addition to 7.7 for people staying. She got, sorry, 77% of her people staying. So she carries over 7.7 points. She got Brooklyn and Catherine got one-on-one date roses. So she collected 9.7 points for the week. Yeah. Bringing her to a grand total of 49.2. For myself, god damn it, (laughs) I kept 80% of my players, so I get eight points. Plus I got two additional points because Ariel got the group date rose. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to 10. So all in all, I get a wash of a perfect keep. So... I go from 23.5 to 33.5. So the total standings are 49.5, sorry, 49.2 to 33.5. I am basically an entire perfect score behind Riley. We got an interesting twist to our previous bet, though. Instead of just um, Mr. Mr. Bishop receiving two points um, if he wins the bet we made, he actually... Instead of that, he'll get two of my points. We need to preface this. The bet we made... So we've made an adjustment to the bet we made. Yes. The bet was... What again? You get two points. Oh, it was the fashion date. Yes. Whoever goes on the fashion date, we picked our players. I picked Catherine... Anastasia... Fuck. (laughs) And what, Greer? I think so. Yeah. Those are the three I picked. Yeah. God damn it. I really thought it was going to be Anastasia. <laughs> Fuck Kylie. God damn it. Fucking my shit up. I'm kind of okay with it. Who said that? Now, of course you're okay with it. You just sit at home in front of a mirror and practice being crazy. I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, so what was the whole, what was the change we made to it? Instead of you just getting two points, you would get two of my points. So I would lose two points and you would get two points. That's right. The modification was that I would steal two yes. points from you. Yeah, instead of just a two-point catch-up, that basically makes it... Especially with that final me, rose. Two from you, it's a four-point swing. Yeah, that's not huge. That's... Yeah. So we'll see. Um, we yeah. are open to other suggestions for these side bets, too. We've been trying to get creative with... If there's any suggestions, tweet at us again at Rybaru and... Checkmate Kevin B. Yes. Do we have an Instagram yet? <gasps> We do. We do? We do. What the fuck's the handle? Oh, goodness. It is Fantasy Rose Ball. 
So it's just at Fantasy Rose Ball? Fantasy Rose Ball, all lowercase, all one word. Alrighty. So now I'm going to look at upcoming. What do we get in the future of this thing? We know that they go to London. Yes, next So week. I already asked about Brooklyn going to hometowns, and it seems like Brooklyn will definitely be going to hometowns. That is how it appears at this point. So that's one of our four. Now this we whole week, he says this whole week was stolen. So do we think that means that the week was stolen by COVID? Because they, they have him on a Zoom call, it looks like. But he's also in a suit. To me, it either looks like a funeral or COVID. Like there was a death in the family or a family friend or something like that. They kept him away, or it was an illness, and they just made him put on a suit. But even then, it doesn't... I can't see it being a family member, because A, they would have showed him crying. They would have... You know, like, if his mom died, fuck you, I'm going to well, the Well, sure, but, but it like, could have been, like, like a weird uncle or a distant cousin. But even then, those are the ones that they say you don't get to do if you're on the show. Like, we're, we're affording this amount of time. We're going to give you all these perks. True, true. True, true. Yeah, um, I am curious uh, about that. I don't feel like we have a clear answer right now. I mean, obviously we don't. That's part of the reason it's a cliffhanger. But at the same time, I know, I'm just wondering what it's what it possibly could be because I didn't know if you could relate just to something you've seen on another season. Not quite. Um, aside from, I mean, I think the main thing with illness is why are you in a suit? And then you're right with um, with deaths in the family. If there was a big thing like that, we'd probably already know about it too. I just don't know. Mm. Alrighty, well, it looks like that's going to wrap it up for us today. Week four? Week four. Is in the books. It's in. It's buried. It's in the ground. It's under the floor. It's a secret. No, it's not a secret. Everything about it's known. (laughs) Everything is out there. So we're heading into week five. And they're going to take a plane. I can't even make a drive or a dive joke. They're literally going to go fly to another... It's an island. Yes. But I don't think they're going to swim because, well, swimming is fun. Not on the rocky fucking shores of England, though. I would not be surprised if we got shopping date next week. It definitely be a thing. Uh, I think shopping date's definitely going to be it. London, you know. So that means I've got, well, Catherine just got her one-on-one cool. as Kate, so she doesn't get it. So who's your who's your big It was uh, Anastasia and Greer, so I only have Greer left. Greer's for a strong for pick. That. Do we think it's her? Potentially. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> okay, how ambitious. <laughs> I'm just, I need the fucking points. All right. So, we'll see how it goes. Stay tuned, play along, do it together. Rose ball with your bae. Rose balls. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, Checkmate Studios production.